We're Arts and Adventure, Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm R. Brandon Long, along with the greatest co-host in all the land, Todd Obendorfer. We have the third greatest co-host in all the land, Case, who hosts his own show. Second, second greatest co-host. <laughs> you're the if you're the first. And a sea filler. A sea filler. <laughs> uh, we are your hosts for the greatest podcast in all the land. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. So we do have Case Johnston. Um, he's pretending to be an author tonight yep. on the arts mm-hmm. side of things. And then we have Heather. I didn't catch your last name, so I didn't write it down. Heather. Bird. Heather Bird. Heather Bird. That's right. B-I-R-D. Yeah. Unless it's B-Y. Nope. We got something crazy. Just B- like a bird. Okay. Okay. Just like a bird. <laughs> Just uh, like Larry. Heather Bird, Amazing Z, run for Down Syndrome. And this is sort of a collab um, well, I don't know about collab, but at least, you know, Case was helping out from what I understand a little yeah. bit. We, we buy the pizzas. You buy the pizzas. No, Case is one of the reasons it's even exists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. Let's, should we start there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's start there. Uh, Heather, what is the Amazing Z run for Down Syndrome? And we have Zeke here. Yeah. Zeke is here. Uh, Zeke is your son. Yeah. Zeke is my son. He's seven. He has Down Syndrome. And, uh, the run is a 3.21K, um, which is important because Down syndrome occurs when there are three copies of the 21st chromosome. Wow. So most of us only have two copies of every chromosome. Zeke has three copies of the 21st. Okay. And World Down Syndrome Day is on March 21st, 321, because of that. Okay. And so we host this race, run, walk, it's really just a fun run. Yeah. Um every year either on World Down Syndrome Day or around the day to raise money for a couple organizations that support um, people with Down Syndrome. Uh, how old, Zeke? Seven. Seven. Okay, so the money, when you raise the, f- the funding for, what's it go towards? So the first organization is called Ruby's Rainbow, and they provide scholarships to adults with Down Syndrome that are going to college. And... Okay. Um, they're pretty so, significant. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Expl- so there's different levels, I guess. Like some Down syndrome kids can go to college, can all go to college, or how does that work? Um, it's just like anybody else. Okay. I mean, it's unlike autism, Down syndrome is not a spectrum. You either have an extra chromosome or you don't. Gotcha. And but there may be various levels of you know ability, just like any other person. So mm-hmm. some go to college. I think people are pretty surprised to hear that. Um. I think I was probably pretty surprised when, when I heard that. Um, yeah. We, we didn't know Zeke had Down syndrome until he was born, and um, you know when they tell you, you know, we think your son has Down syndrome, it's not always the best, uh, the most positive um, information that they're giving you. I mean, they're telling you all the potential medical problems and all the delays he's going to have and all the gazillion therapies you're gonna well, have to do and, and you just had a baby right and so, and, and you just want to hear congratulations yeah, yeah. right <laughs> right right and then they hit you with all this information and that's a little stressful right so yeah it was i mean it was hard and we were getting just bombarded with all this you know i mean frankly negative stuff and um i came across ruby's rainbow and they were posting story after story of all these kids and adults with down syndrome doing all kinds of amazing things. I mean, following their dreams, you know, accomplishing mm-hmm. goals, just like the rest of us. And so I knew I just wanted to be able to give back to them because, I mean, they're doing important work and 
um, you know. So the race is a fundraiser. And what's the date again on three? This year it's on March 26th. 26th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do people get involved and can anybody run it or what? Yep. Or what, anybody yeah. can run it. You can go to amazingz.org to register. The registration fee is also $21 for the 21st chromosome. Um, we hold it at um, St. Joseph's Catholic High School. Um, the run starts in the parking lot and goes along a trail at the base of the mountain. So it's a pretty run and, you know. That's such a great spot. It's awesome. Yeah. That's, and not just because it's just up the street, although that helps. Yeah. <laughs> For, from where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that spot. Great choice. Great choice Thank of location. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. And I mean, it's only two miles, so anybody can do it. You know, you can walk two miles. You can run it if you're a runner. Now, how many times have, what, uh, what edition is, is this year? Seventh. Seventh. Oh, that's been doing it a while. Yep. Yeah. So what's what's changed? What's evolved? What you know, what what what's the plan for this year that you didn't do last year? It's really been seven years. Yeah. We uh Zeke was one the first time we did it. So yeah. This is yeah, the seventh year. Um one of the things that's changed this year is we will have a DJ. So Zeke loves to dance and he doesn't really love to run. So I was like, (laughs) you know, we might as well get a DJ and have a little dance party after. And so that's one thing that's changed. I mean, it's kind of evolved over the years. The first year. Does Zeke like ice cream? Yeah, I'm just, I want to see it evolve all these things that he <laughs> yeah. likes. Yeah. There's an ice cream truck now. He's got a DJ now. Yep. Well, There's absolutely. a petting zoo up here next year. <laughs> Space shuttle. Yep. <laughs> I'm loving the direction. That's this is kind here. of my vision. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is great. Yeah. We also donate to a second organization that's called Reese's Rainbow. Just coincidence that they both had rainbow in the name, but Reese's Rainbow donates money to, um, they provide grants to families who are adopting kids with special needs internationally. So that first year we had raised enough money to provide a scholarship to somebody, to an adult through Ruby's Rainbow. And then I came across a post of a family that was um, raising money for an adoption and their son was the exact same age as Zeke. And it just broke my heart thinking that you know, if Zeke was in an orphanage for the first year of his life. Mm. And so we've been able to donate to six families over the six, last six years that have adopted kids with Down syndrome from Ukraine, China, India. I think those are the three. Oh, it's, it's angels. Those people are yeah. angels. Yeah. What? So clearly when you started this program, you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> I, I was like to hear about those initial steps where, especially after seven years of successes, you know, and these are amazing stories, you know, success stories. But if we were to go back to that very first one, um, what what'd you learn right away? Like, um, obviously you made it to year two, so that was great. But I want to hear about that first year. Um, so, I mean, Case was really instrumental in the first year, honestly. Um, Case is Zeke's godfather. You know, I just had this idea that I wanted to raise some money for Ruby's Rainbow. If you raise enough money, then they'll, um, grant somebody's scholarship in your name. So we could grant one in Zeke's name. We get to meet the recipient and all this. But I was like, there's no way we're going to raise enough money the first year. And, um... I was on the board of Ogden Pub Runners at the time with Case, and he said, well, even if we just have a few of us, like at least it's a couple hundred bucks, so mm-hmm. let's just do it. So mm-hmm. we thought, even if only five of I us lo- show up. I love up, that about Case, by yeah. the way. He just does things, just goes for it. Yep, and we did. I mean, we just went for it, and it wasn't five people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we it's $3,000 you have to raise for a scholarship. We raised 
over 3,000. And that's where the excess went to Reese's Rainbow for the adoption. So I love that the square root of so much goodness in this town has been the, the pub runners group of yeah, people. Absolutely. There's something very special about that group right there. I think I think maybe it has to do with this right <laughs> with here. the beer, <laughs> <laughs> but there is something special with that group. You got to lubricate it up a little bit, yeah. so you can. So with the success of persuasion. year one and raising that th- that three grand, that sort of magical number that you're like, there's no way I can yeah. get to that number, and so does that mean that you immediately knew that you wanted to do again, or is this something that you know is it become more and more of your life each year? Yeah, it has. Um. Well, and I always, you know, we always want to beat our previous year. Of so course. it's kind of a goal. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the first year, I mean, I handmade race medals and huh. like we've evolved to have real race medals and real shirts. And, you know, the first year was just thrown together, but we've, yeah, evolved in a lot of ways. Yeah. How special yeah. is a homemade medal? That's amazing. I know. So yeah. I love yeah. I'm almost so like much. time to go back to that. Well, and I, <laughs> I, know, I might have to. <laughs> and I wear my gear. Yeah. It's always yeah. good looking. So, you know. Oh, Thank so you. that is a, that's a Z. T-shirt. Yeah. Z. Um, amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a good looking hoodie. I'd love that. Yeah. There's, I got one underneath different design, but. Of course you do. Yeah. So it's the amazing <laughs> Z. Look, Z, amazing. Mm-hmm. The run for down syndrome. Uh, does he have brothers and sisters? Yep. Three. He has three older brothers. Older brothers. Older brothers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So they, you didn't, so you, you, you were used to at least having kids at first. Yeah. So, so that was good because the experience of having now, because that's daunting. So if your first child is Down syndrome, that's probably a little bit added, not knowing what the heck you're doing as a right. first time parent. So yeah. at least you're not, a, you weren't a first time parent, but I thought there, I thought there were tests that they did uh, prior to someone being born that you would know in advance if, if your child was down, but I guess not. No, they do. You oh, can. they do. Yeah. They, sometimes they don't catch it, I guess. Uh, well, we didn't test. Oh, you so, didn't test. Mm-mm. Got you. Okay. Um, they'll usually catch it. I mean, okay. I guess there's a chance that they won't. I mean, there's certain countries that everybody does it. And then, you know, there's gotcha. a few like false negatives, but no, I mean, we didn't test and we said, I mean, so what if, if they come back and tell us he has Down syndrome? Yeah, it's not going to yeah. change your mind anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. you know, the doctors tell you, he said, the only reason to do it is, you know, if you're going to terminate, which we were not and, yeah. or if, um, you just want time to prepare and, sure, you know, we didn't even, I mean, it's historically or, I mean, often it's with older parents. So if you're over 35, then they'll suggest to be, mm-hmm. um, to have the test, but it happens more and more often now with, with first times moms and younger moms. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it wasn't even really a conversation for us. It was, you know, just, do you want to do prenatal testing? And we didn't. So. All right. So Todd was talking about this movie the other day about the snowboarder who hit his head. He was the one competing with, uh, flying tomato. What's his name? Uh, at the time, Sean, Sean white, Sean white. He was and he hit it. Remember? And he hit, he hit his head on a ramp in park city. Right, right, right. right. And, but, but in his family, he had a down syndrome brother who was very supportive and it was a blessing. And, and the kid was a Uber athlete. Right. And then, but having that grounding personality in the home was helpful after his injury. So I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, what's it like living? You've got, Zeke's got brothers and how do the brothers help, help, you know, the, the community and, or the, the inside the house and that little unit there become helpful to everyone. 
I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, they help out, you know, they'll, his oldest brother, Ricky, I mean, he loves him and he'll get him to, he can get Zeke to talk more than the rest of us can. He'll get him to, you know, play ball and all that kind of stuff. But really, I would say it's the reverse. Zeke's kind of taught our family Mm -hmm. more than the rest of us have really taught him, you know, just to. Enjoy the little things and slow down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's taken. It takes him a lot longer to do, you know, things that come quickly to other kids, and so every little thing is a big celebration. And it's just taught us to enjoy the little things and slow down and enjoy life. And sometimes it's frustrating when you're trying to walk up the hill in the wind and you're like, come on. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. And there are fish being thrown. (laughs) Throwing his fish around. (laughs) That's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. When people start throwing fish, it's out the door. Like the candy fish? Like, like the cracker fish or like real, what are you talking about? Real fish? His favorite thing are these, they're actually pool toys, like dive toys. They're these Mm. little flimsy fish that, you know, flip when you put them in the water and he uses them kind of as like a sensory toy. So he just shakes them. We have tons of them. And well, the advent of fidgets, I mean, they're everywhere. Do those, does he like those? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of kids do, but but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you raise the money for the nonprofits and how does the money help a family? Like what does that do for somebody like you? Um, so the families that we, give it to in particular the we've raised a ton of money for individual families that are going through the adoption process so Mm. it's roughly 40 grand to Mm. do an international adoption um, for special needs children yeah that's not cheap no so it's you know it's helped them a ton um you know they're all doing all kinds of fundraisers all the time so Mm -hmm. when we can walk up and say here's eight ten grand and you know, they're always in shock that, you know, most of the times, I mean, in all cases, I didn't know the family before we donated to him. And so then we become, you know, close and they can't believe that we would just as a stranger offer this much, you yeah. know. Have you stayed in contact yeah. with some of these mm-hmm. people? Yeah. Um, one, the second little girl that we donated to, her name's Hannah. She was adopted from China. She came to the third race mm-hmm. and they're coming again this year, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and in fact, um, Zeke's in a little theater program in Centerville, and she's also in the same program with them. So we get to see her, you know, every week. So it's fun. Are there countries that um, have kids that get adopted more than other countries? I guess, like, like, I guess because China is, we don't really know what goes on over there necessarily. Right. But <laughs> I guess they're. I mean, are they are they like trying to ship out Down syndrome? Is that what they're literally doing over there? Um, I don't know that I'd say they're trying to ship them out. They're Either it's not really accepted in society to mm. keep a kid with Down syndrome, um, even if a parent wants to. I mean, that kind of sounds so to. harsh. I, just I know didn't. it does. Ugh. It's, I mean, it's awful. But some parents really do want to keep their child, but they're it, they're just not set up that way. If they have a lot of medical issues, they just can't afford it. Um, so sometimes it's a financial or a you know medical mm. needs that prompt them to have to give their child up. Other times, it's just. You know, it's just not something that's accepted. And so there are a lot of orphanages that are full of kids with Down syndrome. I know um, I know of a family that, or I know families that have adopted from B- Bulgaria. Ukraine's pretty common. Mm. Um, China's common. Um, the person we donated to last year just adopted a little girl from India. Mm. 
And what's the age range? Like, is there a cutoff or it doesn't matter or how does that work? Um, it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, like, uh, I think, I think it's pretty common for families that are adopting to want a baby. Mm. Um, but there's kids at all ages over there. And it's really sad in some orphanages, some kids, once they, if they're over full, if you know, if they're filling up, if the kid hits five, I think it is in some cases, they'll put them in an adult institution. Mm. So, I mean... You look at Zeke's seven, he's pretty small for a seven-year-old. He kind of looks like a toddler. And then they're taking five-year-olds and putting them in, mm. you know, just because they don't have the space. And so, yeah. Speaking of well, Zeke, we got to get to know Zeke just a little bit better. So I think I would like to ask a question of uh, his godfather yeah. here. You got to tell me a Zeke story. Give, give me a Zeke story. It can be, you know, related to this run, this fundraiser, or it could be related to pool toys because Zeke is here, but he's busy. Yeah, he's exactly. Busy sure. Exactly. I would. Yeah, I would be more more he than happy to hang right with now. Yeah. <laughs> How's he doing? Dude? He's got he's a good. fish. He's good. He's got his fish. Sure. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like this. Well, I would. I want to talk about the the dance company. Oh yes. Show from Christmas. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. one that Hannah's in. Hannah's doing right. it with him this next. Yeah. Year, so. Yeah. Uh, Zeke was also throwing things that day, you know, <laughs> from stage. Um, yes, he was. So, you know, it, but um, of course, to great applause. Oh, um, of course. Yeah, to great applause. But it's a, it was, it was, it was 3D. It was a funny. 3D program is what it was. It was 3D. Yeah. People you know, pay a yeah, lot of money like, for yeah. that. You, <laughs> know? you get in the front row, you get a fish tossed yep. your way. Um, um, no, it was fabulous. And it was really, really cool to see because they took a, they take a lot of time with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of time. Like. They start rehearsing for quite a while. Yeah, when the school year starts, they start. So it was, you know, mm. early September for the Christmas show. Yeah. Once a week. It's like singing and dancing or what's mm. the... Yeah. yeah um, and fish. And, and fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. Like the octopus in Love Actually. <laughs> First octopus. First octopus. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that you say that because the spring show is Finding Nemo. No, I'll oh. And yeah. Zeke. We'll be thrilled. Yeah. Um, last Christmas was He's Elf, thrilled. He's so. actually the one that's programming it. <laughs> yes, I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the director. <laughs> but they're going to change the name. Finding and Tossing Nemo. Yeah, of course. Jeez. <laughs> <be good>. oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nemo grows up a little faster. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Um, I just, that just all coming off him throwing fish on the way in. Because <laughs> Heather's the first thing she said was... He keeps throwing his fish. So. <laughs> I'm so glad that he's actually playing with them right now. Yeah, yeah. Wish we could all see that right now. That's wonderful. Yeah, I don't have a camera out there, <laughs> unfortunately, but maybe he'll bring him in here. And I thought so. Like he'd bring him. Yeah. Maybe. He's, maybe. So what can we do? Tell people to participate, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can register at amazingz.org. Um, and yeah, all the information's there and... It's fun. Come Last on. year was big. Like, I mean, and Heather's got yeah. such an amazing sport crew with, of friends and family that put really put together this. It's last year was felt like a really big event. Even that was just one year after the COVID year. What did we do during the COVID year? We didn't uh, because it fell. I mean, right. that year we were doing an on World Down Center Day, so it was the twenty first. It was stuff. like right there. It, yeah, that's right. Which sucked. And yeah. then um, but, but, the second year we decided not to do it too. I think there was like a surge of. COVID or something. So we didn't 21. do it. One. Mm -hmm. So last year was the first year back. Was it really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was snowy and cold and awful, but 
They, yeah, but it worked. They let us use the gym at St. Yeah. Joe, which was great. Nice. So, yeah. And so, tons of people came still. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah. It was great. Um, it probably might be snowy this year. Maybe. Or rainy. Let's hope not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go. It's going to go like this, like 40s and 50s, rain, snow, and then June's going to hit and it's going to be 90 and we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, welcome to Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun event. Um, register, come out, run a little bit. We, I mean, there's always been the range of runners from two-year-olds to Mrs. It's J. It's that Mrs. length J. that anyone can, can do. You can walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Absolutely. lots of walkers. Lots of lots walkers. Lots of little kids. I mean, it's really fun for the kids because the kids, I mean, everybody gets a race medal, so they love it, you know. And, mm. and it's such a closed course that the kids can just go and yeah. nobody really worries about them, you know, because it's just out on the It's U- not a road, right? Yeah, it's a utility trail behind the utility school. Utility trail, okay. Which is, is that, always blocked off. Is that dirt? Yeah. Okay. But but not crazy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really really nice. Yeah. Okay. We have a raffle after. I mean, people hang out after eat pizza. We do a raffle. Love the DJ this time. So, it's just kind of, you know, fun hanging out. See some of the kids with down syndrome that are mm. have been adopted mm-hmm. and yeah. So, now that you're um an events manager. <laughs> yeah. You want you want to do more events or is is one enough? One and done. One a year. I've thought about doing something in October because uh, October is Down Syndrome Awareness Month, mm. but my life's a little busy right now, so yeah, I'm not looking forward Don't to it in- too <laughs> soon. But <laughs> there's so much events are so much work. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of planning that goes into them, and so it's these race directors that have multiple races that they do. It's it's a lot of work. Yeah, so. I love planning it, but... But it's addicting, and yeah. so it's fun when it's over. You're like, that was such a great thing, yeah. and then you want to do more, just not right now. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know if you thought, like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. Maybe we should do more of that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I have thought about, well, with the whole doing what Zeke likes, I'm like, I'm going to just create a big dance party in October mm-hmm. instead of a run, and yeah. maybe it will evolve over time. Zeke's birthday is also in October. So I'm like, it could just be a birthday party, but oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would I like love it. a big dance party. That would be great. Mm-hmm. great. I think we could find a spot in this very building for something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. That would be great. Oh, I can't wait to see what the DJ, did you have a DJ last year? You said, uh, no, we haven't had a DJ. So this is the first year with the, the DJ. Okay. That's going to be a ball to see. They I'm did, um, here. Zeke's school. He, goes to he's just in a traditional um kindergarten class that doesn't have a lot of special ed resources actually none and so he's the only kid in the school with down syndrome and so they did a fun they wear uniforms but they did a fundraiser for this event um where they could wear free dress if they you know paid three bucks or something but on that day they decided to do a dance party for him in the during recess in the gym and they just you know blasted music through a speaker but he Loved it. So you should ask Clay to do that. Yeah, the the free dress thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Kids oh. will pay for that stuff. I know. Yeah, or have them do the highest bidder. They oh. could be the freest dresser. I don't know. Yeah. They'll pay a lot. Of- <laughs> the freest. Yeah. Um, you wear the what is the freest dresser? <laughs> I don't know. But they'll pay for it. You should ask Clay because it's at the high school. Yeah. And we could put up posters at the well. It's coming around the corner. Yeah, it is. But uh, but yeah, but they easily like every Friday just say three bucks for a free dress. It goes yeah. to this. Kids will pay. Yeah, they do. Extra money. 
This, kids, is, the, this is the planning, planning the event section of the show. Yeah, we just do it. We just do it right on we'll the podcast. T- yeah. Kids Any other questions love dress down, down, we'll take care of it. Yeah. By the way, they, our kid goes to play. We got to, you pay a dollar, you dress down, and it always is for some fundraiser or something. So. Yeah. 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 This would, would be for Zeke's. And right. then you just, yeah. 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 See, that works. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm so Art. glad you came in today. I'm so yeah. glad we met Thanks you. Thanks for having Zeke. me. I know. This is awesome. How do we, is there a website? How do we find more information? Yep. Amazingz.org. Well, that's easy. Amazing. Yep. How'd you get that one? Amazing. And then a Z. Yep. Dot org. Wow. Yep. Nice. Good yeah. job. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. AmazingZ.com, I think, was probably taken, but we went with org anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Heather, if he feels like coming in later, have him, have him come in so yeah. that he, he can do whatever he wants. It's Zeke's day. Yeah. We're just here to entertain. And everybody wants to see the fish. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, Let me grab is, it. Yeah, Very we, want to, we want to see the fish. Uh, Case, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Uh, I got my high high point beer. Your high point beer. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing enough for all of us, too, mm-hmm, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Heineken, ooh. Heineken, ooh. ooh. Mm-hmm. Heineken. So what, what inspired Heineken, ooh, or have you been on the ooh side for a while? I was on the ooh side for all of January, most of February. Yeah. So it's just continued. Yeah. You like how you feel? Yeah. I mean, last week I was in Seattle with a bunch of riders for six days, and so yeah. I felt a little different. Uh, but, but yeah, but this is getting back into that. There's, there's choices. I think on that, on that exact. <laughs> oh, he wants to watch his show. Is the show out there? There's a star. Oh yeah. The show's out there. That's why. There's a star. Right, so we, saw, we saw the fish. We saw Zeke. But we got Z on camera too. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. Oh, he peace out, peace out. That's it. He's out. out. The come in star here. has left the trailer. I do not want to come in here in the first place. <laughs> That's fine. Normally, people want to come in the trailer. Uh-huh. So this, he's yeah. one of the rare who's like, no, not for me. This yeah, but mean. this discussion of non-alcoholic beers yeah. has been on people's, you know, the, it, it's been a source of conversation, I should say. And so like, uh, and I think it's spurred from, what's the the no drink, what month is it? Is it January? January. January. Dry January. Dry January. And so so sometimes that turns into February and March, depending on how you feel. And so I was purchasing some uh, at the store and I- What'd you go with? Didn't know what- Well, they were out of the two that I was really going for, which Lagunitas makes a good IPA or whatever their version of- it's some cute name. There's some reference to no no, no PA or something. I can't remember. Mm. And then uh, Heineken one sells pretty well. There was- there was, there's choices now is what, yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. People love athletic. Well, so athletic Thursday. Athletic is a good one too. Yeah. 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 Thursday upstairs here at the Monarch this week is the trail mixer for uh, oh, that's right. Trails Foundation Northern right. Utah and athletic donated a bunch of nonprofit beer. So if you want a nonprofit beer, nonprofit, yeah. non, non-profit, non-profit on beer, the brain. non-alcoholic yeah. beer. So if you want, like to try the oh, nice. athletic. Yeah. That one's very popular. Well. It's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good too. It's really, really good. Yeah, I just, yeah, during the week. All right, tell me about AWP. You're an author. You got books. You go to these things. This is a conference for writers. Yeah. Correct? Okay. What's that stand for? Associ- Association of Writers and Writing Programs. Writing Programs. Okay. Yeah. Are they all like professors or is it just? There's a big chunk that are. Yeah. Okay. They get paid to go. Oh, um, okay. For writing programs, so if they're okay. a creative writing teacher, they'll get paid to go. But then oh, I would say more than half are just writers. They're just writers um, d- doing other things in life and writing at the same time is what I mean. 
Uh, is there a standard like you have to have a certain thing published? No, never can no, anyone go. No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. No. When I first went, I, I had nothing. Okay. Um, it's different though. It's different yeah. when you go through and you're not stressed out. Like before, it was like you're there. So they have this place called. Wait, why would you be stressed? Well, they have this thing called the book fair, and it's like massive, and they've got like 400 publishers in there. And you feel like you're supposed to go out there and like pitch your books. So it's like a portfolio review yeah. or something like that. You know, and the you know, and to be honest, the publishers really aren't looking for writers. You find that this out has later. gotta be like their worst weekend ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, they love it because they I mean they sell things. Oh um, but like back then I was like, Oh man, I gotta talk to people, I gotta network. Mm. This time I just grab a glass of wine, walk to the book fair and like yeah. You know, pick up some stickers and was it more productive this time? No, okay. no, not at all. I am, um, but it's a totally different vibe. Like yeah. I was able to go to like my publisher's um, table and just sit there, and people would come by, and I would of course sell everybody. My book was out front, and they I tried to sell everybody else's book. I was like, "Do you have any ideas?" I'm like, "Well, this book over here is fantastic," and it wasn't mine. I was like, "You know, try this and try this," um, but yeah. it's really different when you feel like. I'm not here to sell myself. I'm just mm -hmm. here to meet friends. You know, I talked mm -hmm. with friends from, from graduate school from more than a decade ago and, um, go to dinner and, um, I had a couple book signings and I was on a panel. Um, so it's a lot different than it was a decade ago when I went and I didn't really have what I have now. What do you, what do authors, writers get out of it? In the end, community. I think it's more community than anything. Okay. You know, you might get lucky and have a journal or a publisher say, "Oh, send me your stuff," and they might take it. Um, but that's hard. But you're that's, not like that's like reading sections of no, your book no, no. You're just cold. Yeah. You're basically cold calling up there at booths. Yeah. And I was never good at that. I was never good at that. You know, they're like, "What are you writing?" And I would say, oh, "Nothing," and I'd walk away. You know, um, that's just me. And so, you're a good salesperson. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. great. I see. Yes. <laughs> We're all kind of seeing that now. I know. I'm <laughs> such a I'm such a businessman. Um, but it's really chill now. I just go for the community. Well, I'm on panels now, and have signings now, which is really really nice. Um, what was your panel? What was the topic? So this is a, it's a, we've done this one for four years in a row and keeping it fresh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're looking to do something next year and I wasn't going to go next year, but it's going to be in Kansas city and I got to go to Kansas city. Kansas city's great. That's and where I'm, I'm from. Did you know that's where no, I'm from? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Kansas city is a great place. It's a great city. And my wife and son are going to go with me for half the time because her family's just South. So oh, I'm nice. like, well, we all got to go this time. And, um, so this one was on pedagogy and this was hot you, topic. Yeah. It's fit. Well, that's how you get in. You talk, <laughs> you pitch something about you throw those right words. Yeah. You, you pick, pull them out of a hat. Yeah, There's a bunch of those. Yeah. Words. You, you pick a, a pick a, pick a panel about pedagogy. You're in every year. And, um, <laughs> and you end up talking about something else, but that is the topic. The topic. <laughs> so the one that we've been doing, so we just came out with a book. I'm not on the spine, but I have two chapters, um, about using the pedagogy, pedagogy and, Another word starts with uh -huh. a P. This is what uh -huh. I do with my students all day. What? Pedagogy? I don't know. I didn't, with a P. I didn't study the vocabulary. No, it starts with a P and ends with an oddcast. Oh, podcasting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. what I do with my students okay. all the time. They're like, that yeah. joke's old. Um, <laughs> but, um, it ends with oddcast. So using the podcast in the creative writing classroom. That's what we've been doing for four years and we always... That's very timely. Oh, that's, so, yeah. that's so cool. And you're experienced so, so lee camacho works yeah she's on the spine her okay. and Saul. so that okay. it's her book okay um because you know she's very academic well we get up to the panel and she, it's always like this 
tonight we didn't like to introduce our guests. We have Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Case. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like okay, it's just me, you know, because they're all PhDs and teaching at the university, and and there's but is are, that, they, are they all podcasters though? Yeah, no, no, See, none are. That's what you were the expert. Yeah, Lee kind of, but she was just us. With us. Lee was a guest on yeah. a few episodes, yeah. and I uh, yeah. wish she would come back because she. Mm-hmm. She's a doctor then. She's got the mm-hmm. doctor thing going on. Well, you can tell. So, well, you, you she gets tell. serious. You, well, you can tell, but she uses the right words yeah. and she, she frames things correctly and she asks the right questions. Yeah. And so this is the bourbon beer and books podcast yeah. that case hosts with Sean or Sean's host with you and however yeah. that goes. But, um, and then she was, she was a co-host on there. For a few, yeah. For a few. And we would, we would kind of go off the rails. Way off the rails. But she would bring us back in, you know, because yeah. she's a little more heady than some of us. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 For I all I feel of like us. sometimes our shows could use that person. I think I so. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you to get your PhD, Todd. That's yeah. what <laughs> I'm not getting it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. One, anyway. one degree was enough. You got your master's. It up. was either the PhD or the podcaster. And so we chose the podcaster. podcaster. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the PDC. <laughs> I think that's what. That's going to get you far in life, Case. Just I know. Yeah, know. Case Johnson, PDC. Yeah. 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 So, have you thought about going to get your PhD because it feels like you're left out now, or no? no okay. No. Because no, it doesn't. How much does it help you with writing? Because we just had an author on your podcast, then he doesn't even have his master's. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and the truth is, too, is that with the MFA, I can teach all the way through graduate school already. Okay. So I don't need the PhD. Okay. Um, so they, they have the PhD, but I have more Is that books. just a pay raise? I have, more, I have more books. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition. It, it's huge competition. Yeah. 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 They're my friends, though. So No, can. I know. But when you have a few beers, how, how, how bad does it get? You guys razz each other? Like, who's got more published books and more published whatevers and... Um, there are some people. Yeah. So okay, so this is who's quick. got the thickest book. That's what they the thickest. Yeah, go by yeah. thickness. <laughs> no, we go by awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Most yeah, prestigious. Who's got awards? Who's yeah. been recognized? Yeah, we do that. No, most of the time it's super, really cool and super supportive, especially among friends. Um, but there are some people that always enter the conversation, and they're always trying to make it about Ugh. who wins and. First off, I'm usually with Sean, and that never goes over well. Um, <laughs> Why is because he speaks his mind? Yeah, he's like, no one get, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Just, you know, like, why are you telling all, all this? We, yeah, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> He says, hold my drink. Yeah. Just, like, just, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He's been blown up in war. He doesn't he care. He doesn't care yeah. about, yeah. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, most of the time it's really, because you surround yourself by the, the supported people, the people that are kind of not that way. You Well, you do. Yeah. But yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, if I don't, I can't hang out with people like that though. Right. I just can't. I can't. All right. So we're assuming that all of uh, our listeners for the Ogden Arts and Adventure all listen to literally. Which is it's just another Banyan yep. podcast produ- produced by the Banyan Collective, and so you've been doing literally for how long now? Seven years. I mean, at least six. So at least six, six. Six to seven years. And we have well, we were in my house in Polk, and we moved out of there in two thousand. We started there. Well, we started at the bookstore. We started at the bookstore. Yeah. What was the name so, of the bookstore? That was two thousand sixteen. So it's got to be. We didn't move to Mohawk where we did a few. Until 2016, so it's got to mm. be 
coming on seven. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. Okay, so what, what, uh, what was the spark for that? Why, why did you want to start a podcast? Do you remember? It was all Ogden based at the beginning. Yeah. I only want to do right, Brandon. I think we only want yeah, to interview we, Ogden. Well, that's where we started. Yeah. So you were on the arts committee with right, and you weren't on it yet, no. right, Todd? I feel like I've been on it for a long time, but I have. Yeah. You, yeah. you were yeah. right before me. Yes, Todd was before me. Or yeah. Todd was right after yeah. Case, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in Case, somehow, because you know, I tell we everyone were, yeah. what I do. I podcast, but I think you approached me. Yeah, I said, let's do this. Yeah, and, and we, I was like, yeah, let's. We let's wanted do to this. start with Ogden, mm-hmm. you know, just like just Ogden. Promote Ogden, Ogden authors, because at the time. And probably still, I mean, Deanne does what she can, but yeah. there's just no, there's no promotion. No. I mean, Case can publish a book and nobody knows. Yeah. It's, I don't it, tell it's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, the standard doesn't pick, you know, Ogden, I, Deanne will pick it up, but, but, yeah. but really yeah. standard, nobody pick, nobody promotes. Like I bet the same thing happens to the musicians too. They could put out a record or something on a label that gets picked up maybe a Nashville record and nobody really knows. Yeah. And so that's sort of the. So the case just was wanted, a goal. Case, yeah. case wanted to highlight local authors. Yeah. Then we ran out of them. And so we had to check them all off. Yeah, we <laughs> face mostly did and then started moving out. We've had, now we've had we've interviewed writers from China. International. Yeah, China, the China one was awesome. China. Um where was the handsome devil from? You've had a couple of them. Yeah, it's true. Uh the handsome devil Was it Arizona? No, he was from like Taiwan. He's in Taiwan or something. Hmm. High school teacher in Taiwan. Are you oh, saying handsome? Right. handsome? Handsome. Handsome. Very handsome. Yeah. He looked like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing writing with... Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's acting. <laughs> acting sucks. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> but all over. Yeah. All over. Yeah. So where, do you, have, where you have, do you source your guests? Now they come to me. So I just kind of like usually... Or like, well, this weekend I talked to a few people and I'm like, but yeah, let's do this. Um well, I really like because it's morphed into, and it's sort of what this podcast is morphed into too, especially on the last one where we had Cole on talking about hacks on how to become an artist, you know? And so what Case's literally podcast does, turning into commercial for Case's podcast, mm-hmm. what his podcast does though is- This give, is Case's section of the podcast. This is his section, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, I is, should do my intro. <laughs> you should do your <laughs> intro. <laughs> it gives people like a, a behind the scenes of- I mean, it's kind of raw and gritty look at the publishing life. Yeah, we don't pull punches. No, no. And it's not always, I mean, it's never glamorous. It's pretty rough, you know? And so, um, but it does give you, like, if if you want to be a writer, you want to do that for a living, listen to the Literally podcast, download some episodes, because these are real stories from real authors, and you get an idea of what they go through to publish stuff and to try and make a living. And it is fat. It's fast. Well, and it blows your mind. Yeah. It's like Adrian Todd Zaniga, literary deathmatch guy. He's famous all over the world. Has like, has had Neil Gaiman on his show and he's had these actors on the show. It took him 10 years to publish his book. You know, you'd think that he would have this in inward track and it just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. It's well, these, just, these people are like, <laughs> it's so funny because the first time I heard it, I'm like, holy crap. They're like, oh, yeah, I published this novel. And in case it's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, how long? It's like, yeah, 10, been working on about 10 years. And like, yeah, that's about normal. I'm like, that's normal? It's normal. Like 10 years is normal? Yeah. And we've had, a, we've had upwards of much longer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Take a listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is fun, though. It's fascinating. Yeah. And, the, and, and then the, now it's They're rented. so different, too. Yeah. The authors are so, that's just it, is you can, 
please chase your own thing, whatever it is that ignites that spark, because they're so different across the board and they make it work because they're different, I think. Yeah. In Renaissance cases, forgot at f- forgot to ask five <laughs> out of six authors to even read their stuff. So you they're know? supposed to read a section of the book. That's what we did for like yeah. six years. New case, Renaissance case. Yeah. Keeps forgetting to ask them to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Renaissance case just doesn't care. We just go in. And like, <laughs> Sounds like a book club. Yeah. 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 It comes in like, what's going on? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh. Okay. Uh, well, have you, what have you learned? Have you learned anything from the podcast? Have you take? have you left a podcast thinking like, okay, I got to do this better. I gotta enough to run uh, panel discussions about it. Right. Yeah, right. Right. True. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that there are very there there are a lot of really really talented writers out there who are publishing uh, with traditional publishers um, that will probably never make a living doing it. Yeah, yeah, and they're really really good. They're better than a lot of the the famous. Well, ones, I right? think is but that like <clears throat> talent wise, they're better. But sure, a, sure, yeah. but I compare that to like. Madonna. I mean, these singers yeah. that are just so, just okay—they're good singers, but they're not great singers. Yeah. But they have a um, they have a story to tell. They've mm-hmm. got this persona. They've they just set themselves apart in some way. It's marketing, so you know. But they can somehow whatever their niche is, they can sell the niche and they find success. Yeah. Yeah. What's your niche? My niche? Yeah. I haven't found it yet. You know. I mean. I'm successful in a lot of ways, but it's not m- monetarily. You have multiple published books. Multiple. This is what blows my mind, Todd, because I'm like, oh, you're a full-time author. No, he's teaching full-time still. Mm. All right. Yeah, and that's that's pretty yeah. common. And, yeah. Well, I can certainly understand and relate as far as, you know, art artist goes. There's a lot that, in my circle, my world, a lot of them taught, you know, because I oh, yeah. worked at Weber for a long time. And, yeah, and you're in academia, so. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so that sort of does lead to and to some degree required to to paint draw practice mm-hmm. i assume that's the case yeah. with many professors too yeah. like you yeah. you simply do have to write a certain amount yeah or 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 publish i guess is the key word right probably more yeah. than anything and we found too that a lot of people are doing other jobs this is what i was going to ask too yeah. is the fact that because you've now had so many mm-hmm. what what episode are you up to do you, do you know off the top of your head 55 or something i'll i'll look it up let me yeah. look it up um so many that are just bankers or not bankers. Yeah, I was wondering if you st- uh, start yeah. to see a trend. Um, if if well, that's a, lot, a question, a that lot comes less out. teachers. Yeah, are on the on the show. Don't you? Wouldn't you say a lot less academics are on the show? Well, tell me the guy's name from from Wyoming again or uh, Montana. I mean, oh, Craig. <clears throat> Craig. Craig. Was, what is this? He, construction worker, like like in yeah, he plumbing was a or pipe runner, for pipe a long, runner for a long time, making sure that those pipes weren't breaking down. So they'd run these things through them. They'd have to check them at each spot. Really, pretty crazy stuff. But before that, but then he was a writer at the Athletic for a little while, and then he moved. But you know, it's like a lot of people are just doing. Not he made he made money enough to. It was about three years. I'm gonna have to sneeze. About three years uh, that he was able to live off it, and then he had to go to work, and yeah. so, and he just found the work that pipe layers did fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So he just decided yeah. to go do that. Oh, so he learned that after the fact. Yeah. After, well, he was yeah. A, yeah. He was able to live on his writing for a while. Then he's like, that sounds interesting. And it's something where like they go in the middle of nowhere in the middle of night and it's freezing and they have to they put something in. Craig, Craig, Craig Lancaster. Craig, Craig Lancaster. Put it in the pipe, 
and they have to make sure that it, they mark it every like 24 miles. I don't know. It's pretty darn cool. So we wrote a whole book about it. The one the won the High Plains Book Award, which I took second. Yeah, he did. The case took second. Yeah. Because he had a cooler day job. I mean, your right, day job is yeah. great, but that's a cool day that's job. That's a really cool day job. That that's a good to, point, Todd. Yeah. Maybe Case Intriguing. needs to find a different day job that's than the deal. teaching. Yeah. Oh, it's, it would be in addition to. I would yeah. keep the teaching. No, I, I don't know. I don't You're know. You're like, no, I'm good. I think I'm done. Yeah. So he's up to 61 episodes. 61. Yeah. Congratulations. That's yeah. amazing. And I have, to read well, all, I have to read all those books. Mostly. He reads every single one all the way through. Sometimes I wonder... Because it is, it is interesting when I see an interviewer talk to an author about a project, right? A, yeah. a book or something. And so obviously it depends on the format of the show, how long you're going to talk to the author, how much you're actually going to read of the, yeah. you know, the book that they're promoting or, or whatever it is, you know? So how, how much do you, are, you, are you able to read? I read most of them. Yeah. All the way through. Because my, my questions are pretty serious. Like, and I've had, I've had so many people like say, you fake your way through only so much. Right. I've had so many people say, I've had interviews where I knew they didn't read my book. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm, I read most of them. Do you tease them when that happens? Do you like get, you you trip them up, make them look dumb or do you just kind of roll with it? No, I I mean, torn. I would want to. No. Like Like if someone's interviewing you. Oh, interviewing me. Yeah. And you know, they haven't read your book. Oh, that happened. It's happened. Oh yeah. And you've teased them. No, I just, you just move through. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you give summary and you're like, you know what, that one part, and you make them nod their head and you're like, okay, yeah, we're in. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens. That happens. Oh, um, that's so sad. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. But it does set you apart as your, you know, yeah, as, as your own podcast yeah. host. So 61 books, most of them. There's been a few that I started and yeah. I couldn't really do it. Or just life got busy or something. Sure, like sure, that. sure. Um, but we. We do a good job when when Case is like, oh my gosh, I was close, but I didn't quite finish this one. And then oh, yeah. we go off the rails on something. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, like yeah. We'll find something in the story or in the process or in the mm-hmm. author's life that just... Yeah. Well, I'll say always yeah. something like, I don't want to tell the end because I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to know the end, right? We don't want to give any like spoilers, do we? No, no. How far should we go? Yeah. How about chapter 20? Let's <laughs> let's cut it off there because after that I think it's too much of a spoiler and I read to chapter 19. <laughs> chapter 20 for instance, like just for instance. Yeah, just for instance. Maybe we should oh. just, after that it gets too too into the oh, into the God. weeds. Okay, well we do have to ask you the two questions. Yeah. Like what's coming up with the podcast and what are you working on personally that we need to know know about? Podcast, we're just keep doing our, I love Renaissance Case. It's been about a year since we started Renaissance I Case. I effing love Renaissance yeah. Case. Um, He's my favorite. Yeah, and it yeah. all actually happened because <laughs> we had my first Renaissance Case after my dad passed last year and I came in just a little loaded. And <laughs> hadn't read the book. And we just went for it. And so it was kind of been, we've stuck with Renaissance case. The drinking hasn't been there, but the, the format has, um, free flow, free flow, free, yeah. free flow interviewing. Um, what am I working on? Uh, I have a new book coming out in April, 2024. Um, I have, my agent has a book. I can do this not on literally cause you know, nobody talks about it. Um, <laughs> Because you're not supposed to talk about being on submission when you're on submission. Oh, understood. Um, is this is this like a he- you're hexing your future? No, you're just not supposed to let editors know that. It's kind of weird. Like editors don't want other want. You don't want an editor to go. Oh, he's talking about he's on submission, and I actually have his submission. It's a weird thing because you don't want it to taint what they're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I have a book on submission. Started another one, not the up uptown bar. Oh my god! I, tell talk. Tell talk. I absolutely. <laughs> no one wants this book. No one wants this book. No one wants this book, and it's. You know what it is? It's too brilliant. It is they, too, they, too they, good. They, Maybe too someday good. when I'm famous, I, yeah. somebody will just say yes to it. Um, but uh, I got to get my get home to get my son some dinner. But this, in a nutshell, this is called the up, Uptown Bar, and it's about it's like a city and like a town in like Kansas. But it's like one of those towns that. Right now, if you go to Kansas, most most of the town squares are dead because everything moved to everybody moved to or shops at the one town 15 miles away that has the Walmart, and that's the only town that's thriving. Everything else is boarded up. So I had this idea of having this murder mystery about this bar called the Uptown Bar, and it's the only bar left in that one little town. And but somebody somebody um, opened a bar right next door called the Up Uptown Bar. And then, so that guy gets murdered and it's a whole mystery about why somebody murdered the Up Uptown Bar owner. <laughs> I think it's brilliant, but I'll, you know, I, I love it so much. I, I don't even know well, why. I sent my agent yeah. 5,000 words of three different starts to books. She did. She didn't pick it. Brandon knows this. She didn't oh. pick it. She was like, "Yeah, and maybe we'll hold off on that." We're one. gonna self-publish that one. That's it's gonna, gonna be, be a Bandian published book. Yeah, Bandian yeah, published. Yeah, Bandian the oh. up, Uptown Bar. Anyway, no, that's fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, we gotta sort of start wrapping because cases places to go and Zeke's out there just throwing fish. So we'll yeah. we'll figure that. Yeah. Uh, Todd, do you have anything for the arts or arts updates? Uh, just one quick reminder. Um, this ties into the day job that I have. And so uh, as the, the visual arts coordinator for the Salt Lake Arts Council, I do have one really big uh, call for entries for artists that will be available um, March 20th through April 20th. And so it's for the exhibition calendar at Finch Lane Gallery, which I run from for the 2024 year. And so that'll be online on Monday the 20th. So do look for that. Um, all you requirement is a, a Utah artist. And so hmm. Ogdenites absolutely apply. So that's a, a really good place to show. And we do have a, a brand new show that's opening Friday, uh, this coming Friday night, which uh, Salt Lake's Art Stroll is the th every third Friday. And so it'll be in line with that. Yeah. You don't have to miss Ogden's nope, or so first you can go to both. Ogden's first Friday. Yeah. 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 So come say hi down at Finchling Gallery this Friday, the 17th. And that's, that's, uh, where, that's what you, you get do. a drink beforehand and then yeah. you come say hi to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I had the privilege this weekend of working the powder keg up at Solitude and then P Brighton and then Solitude. But Sunday was the sprint race. And if you don't know what SCHEMO is, it stands, stands for Scheme Mountaineering. They ski up and then they sometimes boot pack and then they, they ski down. They literally skip. So, But the sprint race is the format that will be in the Torino Olympics in 2026. And this was the national championships on Sunday. Mm. And so the people that are racing on Sunday have dreams of trying to make the Olympic team. And, and what I learned was, if you ever watch speed climbing in the Olympics, have you ever seen it? It's, no. Okay. So speed climbing in the it's Olympics, really fast. Is, it's super fast. <laughs> but did you know that the course on every single one of those is exactly the same. The handholds and everything yep, are exactly yep. the same because it's an Olympic sport. And so really it's only based off how fast an athlete can, can climb that exact same route every single time. And so this, the sprint race is an, un, they, these racers, these athletes finished it under five minutes. Like it's a, it's a sprint. Okay. And they, they start out and they skin up and then they have these like 
diamonds that are uh, just sort of mapped out. On, it has to be a certain amount of vertical, and then the diamonds separate the skiers. So they go in, in heats of six, and then they start going, and then they pick a side, right? And then they got to ski around the diamonds and around the diamonds, and then they hit what's called a boot pack section. They have to take their skis off, put the skis on their backpacks, run up the mountain, and then they have to put their skis back on, skin to the top, to where they then turn around and head back down. And the downside is a slalom, slalom course with a jump in the middle. So they have, to, and they're on these tiny, skinny, skinny schemo skis. So they have to be able to navigate the, sl the slalom course and the jump and the turn at the bottom. And it's all timed. And that's the sprint race that we will be able to watch in Torino, Italy in 2026 on the Olympics. It's going to be, and so this last Sunday, I was announcing the sprint race along with like the individual and, and the and the vertical but the sprint race was amazing to watch these athletes they are some of the most fit athletes and there's kids divisions six u16 kids u18 kids because these kids are going to be our next olympians and they're from park city and they're from salt lake mm -hmm. and hopefully we can get some kids from ogden in, involved in this but the, the salt lake park city crowd are really heavily into it but there's so. no marksmanship section yet no they're not shooting like, anything yet okay. no not yet it's just ski up as fast as you can yeah as the sport evolves perhaps <laughs> there, throw a there might be there might be uh also okay. i wanted to let everyone know that in prelude to april 7th international beaver day there was a person who recorded and i all i can do is is just you'll just hear the music well actually i can't even play it because the music is but you can go on to unofficial networks and find it recorded a quick clip of a beaver, which is the second largest living rodent, riding a piece of ice down a river, He's <laughs> surfing a piece of ice down a river, nature photographer, Nick Solzer. He sees a lot of stuff in the field, but this is one of the most memorable and he it's on Instagram under. So he captured that video and then he just retired. And then he's <laughs> like, retired. I am yeah. never going to do better than this. Yeah, this is he put it to the to the surfing music. Oh, of course. Yeah. Put it to the little Beach Boys music. Uh, but it is a it is a beaver in the middle of a snowstorm and the river's not quite frozen over, but there's a piece of ice and the beaver's just chilling on the piece of ice and the ice the piece of ice is just cruising down the river. <laughs> how, surfing the river. How can you beat a a paddle surfing? <laughs> Battles every beaver. Oh, that's so brilliant. <laughs> I'm glad you found that. Thanks for sharing. Oh, God, that's fantastic. Okay. Uh, thank you, Bandy and one, for powering today's episode of the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. Thanks, Heather and, and Zeke, for coming today. Um, he's busy throwing fish, so he's not he's not showing up. <laughs> Case, thanks for hanging out with us. Man. Yes, appreciate always. Yep. Appreciate everything you do with Literally. I think it's amazing. Uh, listen and subscribe to Ogden Arts and Adventure on YouTube. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TheBandingCollective.com, the Podbean app for Android and iPhones. If you want to be on the show, you can DM us um, on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. This week's outdoor jukebox is called, this is a hoot, is American Spirit. Did you watch this one, Todd? This is fantastic. I don't know if I did. American Spirit. This is Congo oh, yes, and Co. Yeah. Uh, on Van Sessions. We'll catch you on the next Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. All right. Don't smoke. <laughs> American Spirit Cigarette lasted me the whole trip to North Ogden. Just a few minutes away from here. And every time I'm getting fresh air. I'm smoking, yeah, I'm smoking. 
sunset, stick to your guns. Slave sauce the pay for blow your eye. The macurates, the base and come, come on, take the money and run. The nation state has bugged out of everyone. Crack another joke, light another smoke. Cause the only spirit I have left is the name of a cigarette. American spirit cigarette lasted me the whole trip to Northampton. No way up there! American spirit cigarette lets my palate be the dead. Seems that I'm no money man. Sure, as them old arms is broken. An American spirit cigarette lasted me the whole trip to comes on judgment day and takes all of his money away. One, two, three, four. So good, cargo and coke. Don't smoke, kids.